wait, 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 wait. We forgot something very important. Mm. How do I sound? You sound like a man. Black. Black man. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's normal. Yeah. Sounds like a black man. Mmm. It haunts Joe to this day. Wakes him up in the middle of the night in a cold sweat. It does, man. My bed, is, my bed is drenched, man. So much sweat. Giving you dreams. That's cool. Like dreams in this movie. Here's this movie. Of dudes and dresses. Oh, we'll, oh, we'll get to that. Speaking of that. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Hyper 90 Guys Breakdown. My name's... uh. Uh, I'm your host. With me today, I have Jumpin' Joseph Burchett. Hello there. And I have Lionel Jumpa Cables Miles the Third. Konnichiwa, bitches. Meat Market, thank you so much for the lovely intro song. I love you guys. Yeah. Um, ah. All right, and I want to start off by uh, taking a look at this article. What do you got for us today, Mike? I got something special. Oh. It's from the June 23rd issue. All right, the June 23rd, 1984 issue of Info World. Uh, and I found this through a, a Washington Post article by Caitlin Dewey. She wrote an article that we're not going to get too into because I thought this other article was... I just want to start with it, because fuck it. Uh, her article was called A Complete History of the Rise and Fall and Reincarnation of the Beloved 90s Chat Room. I'm just going to read this. Not long. I'll, I'll get through it, but uh, are you guys pumped? I'm pumped. <laughs> I'm pumped. I'm glad you're pumped. Meow. I'm about, I'm about half chub right now. Well, trust me, by the end, you'll be full chub, buddy. Oh. This is an article by a wonderful lady named Denise Caruso. It's called Meeting Offline. CompuServe throws a party for users of CB Simulator. Capital A, social phenomenon spawned a social event when nearly 100 fans of CB Simulator, a feature of CompuServe, gathered in Columbus, Ohio for a day-long bash. For the first time, they saw face-to-face the people they'd met. Only through online communication. It couldn't use a social phenomenon right now. Product manager for CB Simulator, hardly officer package in February 1980. But in five years, I think it'll be accepted as That's something that everybody does. Hmm. Phelps called the mother superior of CB. Listen to that. Excuse me, let me back up. There was a comment. Look at him go. <laughs> Phelps. Yeah. This, uh, this part went on for way too long. So I think I'm just going to. And we record these things way in advance. Way in advance. So, uh, eating Wookiee Cheez-Its. 
And uh, I've had some time to think about it, and I think uh, uh, really I'm just babbling here. So I'm going to go ahead and cut that shit out, and uh, uh, let's fast forward through this. Let's just get through it. We recap it pretty well, and it's not that uh, important. Sadly, oh, excuse me, Sandy. Sandy thought... It doesn't matter what sex or race you are, or what you look like, or handicaps or whatever. People judge you on your ideas, on how you communicate. But let me skip ahead a little bit. Uh, they talk about CompuSex. We don't need to get into that. Uh, <laughs> uh, I guess there's this, yeah, early cybering in the 80s, 84. Pretty insane. Hey, I'm a cyber ASL. Yeah. They talk about role-playing. Um... Yeah, they talk about people who met on here and actually got married, um, which is, you know, happens all the time now. Back then, it's pretty insane. Yeah, I mean, you guys have thoughts on that? Uh, you read it kind of fast, <laughs> so I was, wasn't um, able to catch it. It's, it's interesting to hear about that. Um, the uh, subject for today also had me looking up, like, the history of the internet. Um I believe prior to this, it was only um, a communication network formed for uh, military use in the U.S. and parts of Europe in, like, the 60s. Mm-hmm. Got that yeah. from Wikipedia, so take it with a grain of salt, ladies and gentlemen. I know, that was DARPAnet, it's true. DARPA. I, I think we're past the age of the Internet where we can say take Wikipedia with a grain of salt, because... I mean, it's all sourced, and uh, if it's not true, fuck it. Yeah, I'm just always afraid that I looked up something on the day that somebody got on there and decided to prank somebody else. Well, Paranoia. When it comes to Wikipedia, they're also pretty aggressive about if someone changes something, people, mm-hmm. I think people are notified of that, like the the authors of it or something, and they'll immediately correct it. So I, I agree with Mike at this point. Wikipedia, I, w- I would go with it. It's yeah. pretty accurate. And, and I mean, I, I know, um, because I'm a Metal Gear fan. <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> yeah, I was, okay, that, I kind of figured. That it was it military. And, and everything comes from military technology first. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, I mean, Joe, uh, TLDR version is, this was in the 80s, the first, you know, people were just getting computers and, CompuServe uh, had these chat rooms, which were basically, you know, AOL chat rooms like we had, but proto that, and then they had this big event, and then actually flew all the, or I don't know if they flew all the users out, um, but they brought these people together to actually meet face to face. It's pretty sweet. I didn't know that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. You have more to say on it? <laughs> you ever done that, Joe? You ever met someone off the internet face to face? I've met internet people. They're they're <laughs> they're an interesting breed. They're not nearly as oily yeah. as I thought. I was actually I was thinking that as uh, Mike was reading that article is I wonder if back then it was like the sea of ponytails and neck beards that it would probably be now. <laughs> yeah, I mean it was the '80s, so it's probably even way better. God. Mullets. 
Yeah, and mustaches. Great. But you know, I mean, Freddie Mercury mustaches. Yeah, Freddie Mercury. Yeah. Mike Hagar mustaches. You gonna say something, Joe? Was that the time they put the cigarettes underneath their sleeve? Or am I thinking of a different era? I'm thinking of the fifties, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, Joe. That's <laughs> all right. Fonzies. About all thirty right. years earlier. These happy days but are yours and mine. <laughs> you can still go. You could go buy a pack and do it today, and no one's gonna judge you. Yeah. Uh, go for it. They'll probably see it as like a retro and yeah. shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, I thought this article was really interesting because they, they touch on a lot of stuff. I mean, it, it goes on to talk about this guy who actually lived a life on the road, kind of. Um, I think he was, like, biking across the country or he was just a nomad or something. And he, he, so his social life was kind of dead, but he would, I forget how he did it, but he would be able to get on the network um, at certain stops and, you know, talk to people. And that that was his friendship, you know, because wherever he went, he could still jump online and talk to people. That's pretty cool. It's kind of like, um, I don't know if it's fair to say that, like, the I guess the age of the internet has, like, a lot of uh, false starts in being where the future begins. Mm-hmm. Like, we can all kind of remember a point in time where we experienced something similar to what these guys probably went through. Yeah. Not went through, but, you know felt, you know, you're trying this new crazy technology, you're talking to people across the world, and you feel like you're on the cusp of the future. Yeah. But that that sort of period, I think, kind of went on a bit longer than anyone sort of expected. Yeah. I mean, we're kind of at it now. I mean, I got yeah. a phone yeah. I can access the internet on. Yeah. No, that's a, an unlimited information device. You have access to anything, any question you want answered, you, you can get it within five seconds answered. Mm-hmm. That's insane. That's like... It's Star Trek. It's computer. Get me blah, 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 yeah, blah, exactly. Blah. Siri, do this. Or Cortana, if you're weird. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, I really like this article because they touched on a lot of things, you know, like that that guy was like, the guy that traveled was like, oh, you know, I, you just gotta be careful. He was probably the first person to learn that you have to be careful on the internet. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I, I hit off with this girl, and she was like into philosophy and art and stuff. And then uh, at the end of the our conversation, she was like, "Yeah, I'm a dude. I was doing a social experiment." <laughs> and he was like, "Yeah, that kind of hurt." Because I, I, I felt like we really connected. <laughs> I thought it's that. Like, yeah, thanks for that. I, I thought that. Um, I thought you were going to end that with like he woke up in a bathtub missing a kidney or yeah, something. Man. That would have been. Yeah, bad. with a note that says, yeah. "I sold your organs." Yeah, man. The AOL chat rooms back in the day. I mean, same shit, right? Mm-hmm. Like ASL. I was always five F Japan. <laughs> that was like. Uh, I, I was, never really thought to fuck around with people on that. Mm-hmm. More so when we started talking, I'd just, like, pretend to be a different person. Like, I think in one case, I convinced somebody I was a serial killer. Whenever I was in those chat rooms as a kid, I always felt really uncomfortable because everyone was always asking me if they wanted, if I wanted to have sex or something. So I always felt super <laughs> awkward. Cyber. Yeah. So, you know, as <laughs> uh, little Joe was like... I. 
I was just saying hi. Now you want to do things with me, so I, I, I don't know. <laughs> it just felt a little. So I stayed away from yeah, them. Well, nowadays, the motherfuckers it's, would have Chris Hansen showing up. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 no different to when you like accidentally wander into the red light district and you got some creepy guy in a trench coat asking you if you want to see something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But, uh, but uh, I think because you know everything is so like Facebook is transparent. Everything's linked with Facebook, and you comment everywhere with your real name and shit. But uh, I think kind of the last frontier of that I've been having lately with kind of similar to back then, you know, interacting with people anonymously is gaming. I, I showed you guys the the replays of, of that guy that I've been playing Tekken with. Mm-hmm. I know nothing about this guy, like, but we have. You know, know he's a beast. No, but I know like we're like pretty evenly matched, and it's. It's just amazing to see the way he moves his characters and the way I move mine. His progression versus mine, and then we pick up on each other's weaknesses, and it's like the most we ever say to each other is, like, good game, or, like, do you want to play right now? Mm-hmm. But that's insane. It's a dance. And then you're gone. You never, like, meet these people again. Or sometimes they're like, hey, you know, what's your, what's your ID and shit? And the other day, I was almost like, I was talking to this guy that I met in the game, and, and we were just talking about the game and the, and how it works in the systems and what we liked and didn't like. And I, I stopped and I was, was gonna type in, I was, cause this is, I think this is a good gauge of someone's personality. I was gonna be like, so what do you think of Obama? <laughs> I, I didn't, I didn't send it, cause I thought it'd be too weird. It's it's weird that in this day and age there's still like a last bastion of like hanging out with people that you don't know who they are on mm-hmm. the internet at all. It's that weird. last bit of anonymity. Yeah. You know, other than anonymous, which we'll get to later. But anyway, so I just want to read something from an, a, just a cu- couple short snippets of another thing that uh, Denise Caruso wrote ten years later. Um, and she was a founding editor of the Digital Media Newsletter, as well as a longtime technology columnist for the San Francisco Examiner. At the time she wrote this, she said she's been covering the trends and events of digital technology for more than a decade. Um, but so this is from about 10 years later. And it's from what I'll call, I gotta catch my breath. Don't <laughs> take a breath. I'm old. God, out. We're getting Old. on in years, man. You got to take care of yourself. Breathe in. I'm old and fat and bald. <laughs> Mexican. What? Was that last <laughs> part really necessary? <laughs> well, I, I, yeah, I, I it is. I didn't no. know that was a bad thing, Mike. That's, That's not really a bad thing. Well, I'm just saying. <laughs> um. This is written on. So her, she started a magazine called Technology and Media, which great name. This is from Volume One, Number One, uh, issue published May sixteenth, nineteen ninety four. It's called Taking on Chaos, meeting the demand for synthesis, analysis, and point of view by Denise Caruso. 
and she was this was so great I had to share it. So this premier issue of technology and media arrives on your desk at an auspicious moment. Digital technology now pervades virtually every industry from prosaic word processors to sophisticated medical imaging equipment and the ubiquitous video game. The computer and its prodigious capabilities have changed forever the way people work, play, and create. It has long since transcended its back shop origins in banks and engineering firms and rocketed into the mass markets of communication, information, and entertainment. The changes wrought on those markets are coming faster than anyone ever expected, and they're often contradictory. Just when you think you've got a beat on where things are going, the TCI... In case you're wondering, Wookiee Cheez-Its taste exactly like regular Cheez-Its. It's a high-profile interactive TV project in Orlando, The only thing that's inevitable at this point is that the internet will get bigger every day, and plenty of people still can't figure out whether that's good news or bad. Despite the extraordinary hype of the last couple of years, interactive everything and information nirvana are clearly not just around the corner. With this coalescence of products, ideas, and energy that we call digital technology, we'll continue to dig deeper into every industry it touches, propagating change and chaos at every step. Are you guys paying attention? The world is changing. That's some insane shit. I don't shit. need to pay attention, Mike. I live yeah. it. Well, you're living it now. Everything she said is still happening right now. Yeah, but I saw all the primordial shit. Well, not all of it. I only <laughs> had four years in the 80s. Okay. Well, this was 94 that she wrote this. Yeah, I was alive then. So, okay, why are you getting so defensive? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, I said I was alive for it, and it's like you're trying to refute it. No, I'm not. <laughs> what? Yeah. Anyway, my point is, like, she had her pulse directly on everything that was happening back then. And, you know, shit is, that's just exactly the way things are now today. Uh, which is what we're all about here on Hyper 90 Saturday's Breakdown. Um, it's in the name, folks. So, yeah, I just kind of wanted to read that and put you all in the mindset for our first topic. Not our first topic, our only topic. Well, actually, we might get into another topic, but we'll see. Uh, we might go a little... But, oh, so, Gemma Cables, did you watch Antitrust? Yeah. Okay, we'll get to that later, but I just want to make sure. And, Joe, did you watch it? I didn't get a chance to. Well, we you can, motherfucker. We can still go over it. I mean, you guys both saw it. I mean, if you ah! All right. We'll, we'll get to it when we get there. But I really, uh, I thought you would have had a really good insight to it. Um, anyway. Well, yeah. Well, we'll get to it in a second. Let's talk about uh, Hackers 1 right now. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I don't know how many minds I'm blowing, but it's, it is Hackers 1, that there are two other Hackers films. Yeah. Uh, Wait, in in what sense? Like, are these based on novels? Because, like, at least one instance of me searching for antitrust led to it being called Packers 3. And I'm wondering, yeah. is this, like, an official thing, an unofficial? Yeah. What's the connection? So, <laughs> uh, they're all three movies about hacking, and... Okay, then what, what makes any other movie... How is The Net not Hackers 2, then? Because it came out before Hackers 1. <laughs> <laughs> I think. 
Uh, anyway, all right. No, well, <laughs> will you slow down? Jesus Christ. Um, I'm pretty sure... You're making me look stupid here. You're... I don't know what I'm doing, but... Uh, no, um... See, so yeah, actually, I'm not <sighs> sure. That's a good question. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of assuming that there was writers or producers um, that were involved. Uh, but okay. but it's weird because the interesting thing about it is I feel like those movies weren't actually billed that way. No. Nothing I saw indicated yeah. that they were connected in any way whatsoever. So it yeah. seemed like an unofficial thing. Yeah. So, so, I mean, spiritually, they're all connected, pretty much. So, from what I was reading about why it would be Hackers 2, 3, it was, yeah, it was really a spiritual thing because it was saying a lot of when the first hackers movie had developed like a cult following a lot of the people on the internet or other hackers or whatever started to consider those other movies to be kind of unofficial sequels. So it was more kind of something that was just developed by the fans. Okay. Okay. See, that makes a lot more sense than I don't, I don't know. uh, It's another computer movie. I don't know about that. Jesus Christ, the fire is hot today, Jumbo Cables. God damn, you're like early off Jumbo Cables right now. <laughs> yeah, kind of, but but you you see what you did to me there, right? I mean, yeah, well... You gave, I me, you gave me the dumb guy answer. It's like, uh, obviously, uh, you got me so worked up no. I can't even come up with a good well, analogy. Well, I don't know. See, I should have I looked at that, but I didn't... Joe, that sounds kind of flimsy. So anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, I think the fire is hot across the board. All right, let's uh, let's jump into uh. All right, so did you guys read a little bit about Kevin Mitnick? Uh, I skimmed it. Yeah, me too. That's all you had to do. Uh, basically, he a lot of shit that he he was a guy who was a hacker. I guess he broke into some shit, some government shit. <laughs> 93, 94 uh, was on the run for two years and a lot of the stuff we'll get into that we see them doing in Hackers is shit that was inspired by by him and I like I like how his story began with him figuring out how to get free bus transfers yeah, by life yeah, yeah. yeah, a lot of social engineering which is great social engineering, that's the term and that's actually ah, microphone Social engineering, that's the term, and that's actually a, a key component to hacking, especially back in the day, that I think kind of gets overlooked. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember back before, I want to say kind of before I saw a movie like this, back when I was just kind of left to my own devices to figure out what a hacker does, I just imagined, you know, someone, they might as well have been a guy in a wizard robe sitting in front of the computer typing at the thing and making magic come out of it. <laughs> You know, there's there's a lot of like beating the pavement you got to do to really, you know, to to have the sort of capacity that's associated with hackers, and you see a bit of that in the movie, which is yeah, cool. yeah. So let's back it up a little bit. I wrote some words. Doesn't matter. Fuck it. <laughs> but I, I do. I just want to say that, like, in terms of satisfying openings to a film, like. This movie just is so burnt into my my brain. Like it's up for me. It's up there with I think this and the assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford have amazing intros. 
and for different reasons, but I think it's nailed in the intro and it's nailed in throughout the rest of the film. The editing, the music, the cinematography. It's a beautiful film. Mm. Um, but yeah, that when he sits, uh, when he's sitting on the plane, scowling, looking at his new city, and the light is hitting him, and that orbital song comes on. <laughs> oh, God. When you were talking about transitioning from the end of Mortal Kombat to the beginning of this, yeah. Yeah. I thought I thought it was just like, okay, here's the connecting thing. I didn't know it's literally the end of Mortal Kombat to the beginning of this movie via that same song. Yeah. Yeah. God. <laughs> that song was my shit back in the day. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean we we open it and uh, we see Dade doing some of the uh, the social engineering when he calls the guy on the phone and he and what what I thought was great about this was you know we, we <laughs> all the bogus that. names yeah yeah like uh, <laughs> as opposed to like Street Fighter he's just like <laughs> like yeah my BLT went AWOL I need you to read me the the number off a of modem or Mister Kawasaki's gonna have my ass. <laughs> gonna make me commit hiri kiri. Yeah, which was which I thought it's it's a great way to start the film because it's like okay, the film knows about you know all the technical nonsense jargon that gets thrown around in a lot of movies, mm-hmm. and, and it just kind of plays with it. Has a little fun with it, yeah. For me, I actually enjoyed the opening right before that scene when he was a little kid. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was a really great way to open a movie to show a little kid manage to take down and do something really incredible. And <laughs> I, I mean, that's just not yeah. being not seeing Hacker. This is basically the first time I've seen Hackers. And mm-hmm. with that opening, I was like, oh, holy cow, this kid did what? And that immediately yeah. got me wanting to know more. So I thought that yeah. was a, a great way to open the movie. Yeah, that's right. I forgot you hadn't, you hadn't seen it. But yeah, that's, they, they have that great shot where they pan across the courtroom and then they have to pan down to see the kid. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it works really well. And um, just a small thing. Um, how old was he at that point? I think he was supposed to be... 11? Somewhere around there, 10 or 11. Because <laughs> I, I, I have a hard time buying that a 10 or 11-year-old has enough grasp of irony to think the super cool alias for his crazy hacker attack should be zero cool. I think that's the joke, though. It's not irony. Like, he, like that shit's tight to him. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the name itself, it's zero cool, no cool. It, it seems yeah. like you want to reverse the names, but then you don't get the cute little crash and burn bit at the end. Yeah. Well, zero. Well, you still do because that's his his new name, Crash Override. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying it would kind of make more sense to me if you flipped the names. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just obviously he just put two words that he thought sounded tight together. <laughs> like, yeah. well, all right. What? Come on. Earliest usernames. Let's get him out. Jumbo cables. Hold on. I gotta think about it. Joe? Because I know I got a good one. Give me a minute. Uh, I had a whole bunch, but I, I, if I can remember correctly, my first Ooh. username was Max. God, that's so generic. <laughs> I think it was Max. I think I got it from watching Mighty Max, and I thought Mighty Max was awesome, so I just mm-hmm. I got to use Max. Why didn't I use <laughs> Mighty? 
A small white child. <laughs> that's what I am. I mean, that's a score to get. That's the sign of a pioneer that you got max. Yeah. And you didn't have to add any numbers after. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Come to think of it. Think about that way. Let's see. Yeah. Jumper Cables, when I met you, you were I'm a Rubber Man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just watched One Piece. Yeah. Uh, back in the 90s, I was. Ooh, I think the earliest one was like Carnage, probably like 1986 or some shit. Because Carnage was big in Spider Man. He's tearing shit up in the oh. video game. Oh, no, it wasn't Max. It was. I just saw The Matrix. It was Neo. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah. I was using Neo because The Matrix mm. was awesome and I just. And Neo was super cool. So, yeah, it was Neo. Yeah, yeah. that's what it was. That's almost yeah. a little I, later. I can't remember my very first because AOL, the way you could do screen names on there. Yeah. I was basically a revolving door of names. But yeah. like one, the first one that like came to mind, one that I stuck and held on to because it was very much tied to my. Um, <laughs> this this is this is the segment called "Laugh at Jumper Cable's Awkward Childhood." My uh, sort of phase of RPing on Yahoo groups. Mm. Yeah, the name was <laughs> Mecha Dragoon. <laughs> That's pretty good. Pretty boss. I think it, uh, yeah, boss is the operative word because I think I got it from Mega Man X4. Mm. That's cool. But yeah, I remember, yeah, that was the first one when I was a tiny child uh, downloading like giant pictures of Spider Boy on, <laughs> on like, 32K or whatever the fuck, black and white pictures. Uh, and then after that, when I was really in the AOL chat rooms, I was. The first one was Senor Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, of course it was Senor, because I couldn't figure out the Enye. <laughs> and, then, and then I was probably like 10, so of course I got kicked out regularly of chat rooms, and then I made Jack Baloney, and that one stuck for a while. Uh, I remember that one. Yeah. yeah, I think that's what it was when I met you guys over 10 years ago. Oh, God. Uh, Getting close to 20. But yeah, I, I thought the social engineering stuff was cool. Um, I I just watched Goldeneye today, and and Natalia does it too. There's a lot of a lot of a lot of similar shit going on in the '90s movies. Uh, a big deal was hacking satellites. That was in like every movie. Yeah, it was the new front. I mean, uh, this whole tech thing was just like a new frontier to people it was kind of like enough that everybody had some kind of knowledge of it but there was still an uh, uh, element of mystery let's talk about the cast <laughs> this cast I love this cast it's, it's so good it's, and it's, it's so perfect. 90s it is so perfect so, so lips. beautifully 90s beautiful lips oh my god she's gorgeous oh. There was there's a lot went into casting her. Let me say that. I, I suspect that like whoever was behind this movie was really either had like had like a like an ideal in mind or they were trying to create the hacker dream woman. Well well that's the thing. I don't think back then she was she was even a known actress no, at she all. She wasn't. She wasn't at all. Angelina <laughs> no. I don't think anyone knew her. Uh, for the record, director Ian Softly writer mm. Raphael Moreau. Somebody but had yeah, something uh, very particular in mind with the uh, character of Kate Libby. Hmm. 
Well, see, I mean, I think the writing for her character is actually really good, which we'll get to in a second. But as far as dress and aesthetic, this movie is amazing. Like, they all look like characters that came out of Wipeout, which we see in the movie. Mm-hmm. They just look like they're from the future. I mean, it's the cyberpunk films. Yeah, and very much. And it's shot so smartly where they they make it look like it's from like Blade Runner or something. Because they, they have montages and they'll find, like, they'll go to Chinatown and set the lighting just right. And they throw in a lot of cuts of, like, neon and stuff. So it, it looks like it's future, but it's all just shit that was, you know, on the street in the 90s. Well, they another thing they play with a lot is just, and there's a whole phenomenon to this in and of itself, but like the similarity between the inner workings of the computer, the wires, the chips, and all that, and the look of a city. Yeah. And yeah. often end up overlaying the two yeah. in uh, interesting ways. Yeah, and all that stuff is... So all of that, there was no CG in the film, apparently. I'm sure there, there was a little bit for some of the UI and stuff, but all the circuit boards and all the like the main hacking things, those were all props and they were, they were built. And they, it's great that they did that because it, it just looks great still. Seeing that, I want it to be in that world so badly. It looks, <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was so yeah. cool. It, I mean, it just made me sick. Oh, God, the 90s. Oh, God, yeah. the 90s. I yeah. need to be. <laughs> It made me want to go back in time and get (laughs) one of them, like, badass laptops with a 28.8 BPS blah, 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 (laughs) hanging out by a payphone. Rollerblades. Rollerblades. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, Let's bring it back. Place to place. Yeah. That's great. Fucking rollerblading gang. Uh, Let's bring it back to that, to the the cast. One thing I, I really love about this film is it's very all the characters are really diverse you know they all have their own quirks not just racially but you know lord nikon's like uh he's he has a photographic memory and and shit like that and matthew lillard is just insane he's super spazzy yeah god he's brilliant and you got (laughs) you got their their little padawan learner who's like a chain smoker joe yeah 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 his name was Joe. I love that. And, uh, of course, uh, the Freaker with his crazy leopard great. print, whatever the heck. Apparently, yeah. that's like a legit term amongst uh, hackers. Freak, freak was spelled P-H. Specifically specializing in the use of phone to access various yeah. networks and all that. Yeah, I love that they, he's Venezuelan. <laughs> I, I like that they picked Venezuela and then just have him just be like Puerto Rican and Mexican or something, but... <laughs> You see his mom, and uh, <laughs> that scene was pretty good. Yeah, you know, it, it actually reminded me a lot of, and I found this weird connection. It reminded me a lot of, I think there's a similar scene in Lords of Dogtown, where like Tony Alva's in, in bed, or he has to leave, or he's running from his parents, or something. But that movie was directed by Catherine Hardwick, and Catherine Hardwick was production designer on. Hackers 3. I just thought that was interesting. Like, hmm. like maybe she was a fan of Hackers and then got involved in that movie and then brought that influence to Rose of Dogtown. Could very well be. You know, both uh, subcultures involved have an yeah. anarchistic spirit to them. Now let's talk about Freaking uh, <laughs> Razor and Blade. Oh, great. <laughs> See, those guys, 
And that's another thing. I, I saw this interview of, of Angelina Jolie. She was talking about how everyone's very androgynous. Oh, the, the 90s were super bi. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> yeah. No, it's great, though. But I know there's something so attractive about her in this movie with that short hair and like dressing like a badass biker. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, you know, it's really funny is her and Dave dress very similarly, too. And watching this movie, I, again, like, I didn't realize how, I don't know if it's really in the writing but or in her performance, but her, I feel like she's almost not shadow Dave, but they're very similar. Yeah, there's, there's, seems like there's intentional things done in their design, I guess, to draw similarities yeah. between the two. Yeah, well, I mean, even, like, character wise like, they both are kind of, they butt heads, uh, obviously, they're. See, I feel I got the sense that she was kind of outside of that group of hackers, sort of like, loosely connected. Yeah, and then they start hanging out more, and then he's kind of he comes from another place, and they start hanging out more. Yeah, there's, it, there's probably something to it. Yeah, but anyway, it's a very progressive film, and I, I really love that they they don't they don't sell her as like a thing, like she's a person. And the, and the dream sequence is great. It's because she's like, you know, he's, he's this virgin that has this crush on this girl and he has a fucking dream about her. And then they show another dream and you think it's just him dreaming again and you see that, that it's him wearing the one in the dress. Yeah. Yeah. No. Okay. What I like about that first dream. And I think, um, uh, Freaker has a similar dream is that. The fucking Secret Service is so thorough in this shit that they invade your sleep <laughs> to the yeah. point that they cock block Dade in his own dream. Oh yeah, but then that see that freak dream is weird. They they jump in or like he has a dream that they arrest him and then he wakes up and then they arrest him. Hmm. It's like well, it's like he, he wakes up, he starts shredding more of his shit, and then they wake up and he and he wakes up again and says deja vu. Like that whole segment was kind of nuts, kind of frantic. A lot, lot of, lot of grown men pointing guns at children in this movie. <laughs> it's it's like you can almost make a drinking game out of this. Yeah, and Mark Anthony goes to that party and like really doesn't do his job. He just parties. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Uh, let's talk about the villain, Mister the Plague. Oh jeez, was he was he enough diabolical for you, Joe Cables? No, kind of like it, you kind of have to give way to diabolical to make him like a Weasley '90s douchebag. Um, <laughs> he had some moments. Yeah, how about that that uh, fucking limo skateboard sketch? <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus! Like he's clearly too old to be doing this shit, but he refuses. <laughs> What did you think of the plague, Joe? I just, when I saw him, the first thing that came to mind was the movie, I forgot which Die Hard it was, but it was that, that villain and how all the 90s villains always have to have like facial hair. Mm-hmm. Like, like they always just have to have yeah. that. I don't know. For some reason that stuck out to me. But w- what I found really interesting about him was how he never wanted to be called his real name. What was his real yeah. name? It was Eugene. Eugene. <laughs> yeah, it was Eugene. And he was, he was that kind of villain where, you know, he was like 
the cool guy. I just, I thought it was funny that like, all the people in that movie, if you weren't a hacker, you were just automatically the dumbest person ever in the entire yeah. world. And I just loved how we just kept calling everyone not like really bad vulgar names, but really cheesy 90s names. Like, what, what was one? I can't, like, uh, what do you call them? Dumb. Call them like Neanderthals and. Yeah, stuff like that. I, I just. This movie was PG, wasn't it? That's probably why. Yeah. It was, yeah. No, it was PG 13. PG 13? Okay. Dave drops the F bomb at the end. They did. Okay, well, yeah, that's true. It's, it's, it's very much speaking to them being like an unenlightened, unevolved sect of yeah. people. I just love Versus how... the hackers who are on the cusp. Right. Yeah. Whatever. And I just love as a, as a villain, he was that kind of villain that he was just. Uh, he was he was still super nerdy and geeky like the rest of them, but he was at a higher level, and because of that, he was just. A and he was also, bag. I think, I think the key thing here is he he's the sellout. Yeah, and he had a skateboard. That's what really makes him the villain here is that he sold out. He's working for the man, yeah. even though he's trying to fuck the man over. I mean, yeah. and, and that scene. But he's he's gonna he's gonna sell some other hackers out to screw the man over. And that scene, it's not a clear cut anarchistic anarchistic attack. Sorry, Joe, go ahead. And that scene when they're he's all at the table trying to explain to everybody, you know, what the virus was and where it came from. And he's for some reason this I really like this. Yeah. Like he was eating the candy bar and he offered it to the guy. It just <laughs> I, I don't know. It just it was a small little stupid thing, but for some reason I found that really hilarious. He just he was that kind of guy. For some reason, yeah. Yeah. And, and in his he's mind, you know that was just the most magnanimous act of kindness. Yeah, he's he's the he's the true like I am gonna like ride this shit as far as it'll take me because these guys need me now, and I'm just gonna stomp all over them, and they can't touch me because they need me. Exactly. He, he's that fucking Jimmy Fallon character, <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's per- yeah, that's exactly who he is. Oh, talking about dis- disses, I think. uh Lord Nikon. <laughs> That's the best one. <laughs> Did your mom get you a pewter for Christmas? <laughs> That's what <laughs> great. Comes out in the fucking wizard row. <laughs> I know. God, he's so good in this movie. I love him in this movie. <laughs> yeah, no, him and Serial Killer's dynamic, him and Matthew Lillard, they, they're great together on screen. Yeah. <laughs> Can I crush you, please? No, the cast was great. They were all... Yeah. Their acting was debatable, but... The, the, the actual characters. Were I think, no, the I think, acting I think, is undebatable. It's, it's good for what's going on. We're not. We're not. This ain't Shawshank Redemption, Joe. Oh, I know that. I'm not asking for that. It's just there was a few scenes that I just felt like they were kind of overacting a little bit. Like when? God, um, that you can't apply that to Matthew Lillard because there's no such thing as overacting with that guy. No, he has one speed. He's a fucking genius. It, it it just sounded like some. I wish I could point out particular scenes, but well, it, it, it just felt like it was forced a little bit in, in just a few scenes. No, I, ah, I wish I could just I think so can't remember. But anyway. no, I, they're all fucking great. I will say uh, Johnny Mil- Johnny Lee Miller, who played Dade, is English though, so his accents are uh, uh, a little funny. Like when he goes, "And I'm still a virgin." That yes, <laughs> he, he was. The, yeah, okay. That might have been a little. Why it sounded a little. <laughs> that weird. that might have been the kind of thing you were thinking of. Yeah. Okay. So maybe yeah. it wasn't overacting. Maybe it was more so like you were saying his accent yeah. that was acting a little. Yeah. A little he weird. Has, were, I, I really like that though. When when British actors go into a film and they have like it's 
it's an American accent, but they sound like they're from some like weird part of like Wisconsin or some shit. <laughs> but and it's like, all right, okay. But I, I actually really love his voice. That's probably what it was then. Let's talk about some of this fucking old ass technology. Um, that I think the big thing that was like we thought it was going to be bigger in the nineties, and then kind of died, and now suddenly it's like this giant thing is uh, the plague is. He's playing with a VR helmet. Well, yeah, well, that's, it's, I've been thinking about that a lot. It's kind of very much a chicken or the egg thing is, are we doing this Oculus Rift stuff now because we're trying to replicate that? Or was the 90s sort of ahead of the time? You know, you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, they, they were, um, cause we could do it back then, but we, we didn't have, you know, the resources to, you know, mass produce it and make it, um, you know, have the verisimilitude be, be on point. And that and that, it didn't play well. Yeah. Trust me, I've, I've, I've experienced a little bit of it. it. wasn't great. It was very much novelty at that level. Yeah, but now, um, and now, now that it's more open source and people have access to it, um, and the technology, you know, you can put a strap your phone to your face and basically have the same deal and uh, there's more people developing different types of games applications for it uh, because of the growth of the internet you know we it's really taking off now mm. well, yeah it's it's all yeah. faster the information is now you know instantaneous anybody gets an idea you can get it to the world in a few clicks I have in my notes here that that scene with the skeletons fucking really stuck in my head as a child. <laughs> uh, if we can, uh, if I can, I can uh, jump off of that a bit. I remember the scene of Dade and Lily in that little dumpster where she kind of mm. uh, reaches between his legs. Like yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't feeling Libby at the time, but like. Mm. Preteen super Catholic jumper cable saw that scene and kind of blushed a bit. Yeah, she yeah. reaches down there and I'm like, "Oh my!" I love that oh scene. My. <laughs> it's very Fight Club, actually. <laughs> Remember they they go and they they dumpster dive and they look through shit. God, I love it. She's so badass. She fires a flare at a cop that's punk as fuck. <laughs> yeah, is that uh, cop dead? <laughs> <laughs> nah, he kind of disappeared that. behind that flare. They well, don't. I don't think they I don't, don't show it, him get up. I don't think it hit him directly. I think it was like off to the side a little bit. I don't know. She. It, yeah. I couldn't tell. I think. It, it, I, I think there may be a fatality in that movie. <laughs> no kill count. Uh, I think zero. I don't think anybody dies. We were talking about you know the VR headset. There was mm-hmm. also another wearable that was in there. That it was kind of a little bit near the end of the movie when they're all at the phone booths, and the main character was actually wearing what essentially is Google Glass now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and Uh, yeah, which I thought was (laughs) that was awesome to see that because that's that's something that's huge now. Yeah, yeah, and we're doing it back then. It's another thing where it's like. You saw it in the movie. It's like, oh, it looks cool. Then a few years later, you're like, oh, look how dumb that shit looked. And then here we are, and it's well, we're still like, look how dumb that shit looks, <laughs> but it, it's real. Like yep. people, you actually yeah. Of that shit. 
Yeah, I, I thought that was just really neat that there's all these different types of technologies that were that they were exploring back then, and it's just mm-hmm. we've come full circle, which is hilarious. Yeah, yeah it, I feel like it kind of speaks, uh, I guess, the time in, in a way that there was. And this, there, there was an element of this in the '80s. Obviously, all you got to do is look at movies like, uh, like the original Terminator and uh, Running Man and stuff like that, and then go to movies like this. There was very much a yearning for the future within that sort of uh, uh, tech-centric or cyberpunk-focused uh, group of people, yeah. and I feel kind of like it all sort of builds up throughout the media created culminating in the matrix where it ultimately became spirituality. Hmm. Yeah, hmm. that's a good point. Interesting. God, I love the nineties yeah. so much. I mean, very, I very, uh, transhumanistic bent, I guess is what I'm getting on here. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let's talk about some of the other shit that's in there that for the time was not even forward thinking, but just kind of real. Um, remember this scene where they, First of all, with the the place where they go to play Wipeout, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So every every like cool kid '90s hangout in in movies was apparently an arcade with uh, skate ramps. In it. Of course, Ninja Turtles. <laughs> yeah, I just you guys remember Ninja that shit. Yeah, um, yeah. Fun? This is this is in a time Foot where people up. still kind of seem to think there was some parallel between your between hacking ability and the ability to play a video game. Yeah. Like it's only it's only implied here, but you know, that was across the board. Yeah. Yeah. It's like if you could do one, you could obviously do the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then they, they they go and they, they talk about all those books and uh and oh, all, God. Those, all those books are real. They are. I, I, it's, I'm, it's I'm real s- shit. I'm certain they are. The question I initially had when I saw it is where the fuck are they getting these books? But then I remember the point in, um, I guess, my time in high school where a friend of mine, while digging through the school library, not the public library, the school library, found a copy of the Anarchist Cookbook. <laughs> and um, for, for those who don't know, let me just give you um, the pertinence. The Anarchist Cookbook... Uh, Describes a number of things. The two that I remember him describing to me was how to take out a bike cop. They pull you <laughs> over. It's this involved like ripping the helmet off Ed? the head, busting him in the nape, the nape of the neck. No, it was Andrew. Oh, okay. And uh, the other was how to make a pipe bomb. I think I remember that conversation actually. You were probably there for it. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so I guess I guess it's not that much of a stretch to think that these these books would be around when you consider they didn't have a idiot's guide to hacking back then. You literally had to look at sort of the technical work, the stuff that shows you how to do this stuff to begin with and start messing with it. You know, you figure out the rules and you figure out how to bend and break them. Yeah, another thing that's um from real life uh, a lot of stuff like they said like the dumpster diving was something Kevin Mitnick did uh, you know tricking people um, uh, also uh, Mark Anthony reads the uh, the hacker's manifesto which uh, do you have that in front of you uh, I do not uh, actually I actually couldn't oh? find it I wanted to really? wanted to read it yeah yeah uh, I mean basically he just goes through all this stuff about 
information should be free and yeah, yeah, exactly. You can you can you can take out one of us. You can't take us all out. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, basically, you know, this it kind of grew into anonymous for better or worse. The the last part of it is my crime is curiosity, which is the tagline of the film. Their crime is curiosity. Mm-hmm. They're playing with some very interesting things that are still relevant today. And serial killer actually said something I thought was insane and he he's there as they're about to sit down he says you know your name goes through 17 computers a, a day that was scary then but like oh gosh com- <laughs> not only your name how many computers your name goes through but how how many times you're photographed if you go outside and how many times your photograph is passed around if you post it on the internet it's just everywhere like it's absolutely insane, and you know, in light of all this NSA stuff too, we're just that little line. It's like I just—it's crazy, but that's in this film. Yeah, they were talking yeah. about a lot of stuff that's happening now, which is why this movie is so interesting, especially when mm. you know if you go back and watch it after after um you know just kind of going through the, everything that's been happening the past decade. Yeah, and I mean, fucking, how scary is that shit? Go ahead. Mr. The Plague is, uh, oh, that fucking pen. Yeah. Uh, when he, he's threatening Dade, um, you know, you're never gonna get into college and, and all this other shit, he can do whatever he wants to, and then he threatens his mother that he's gonna, you know, with just a few minutes, he can, he can make her a wanted Colombian drug lord or some shit and put her, away from life you know yeah. Well, yeah the the specifically scary thing was uh talking about all the charges he was going to put on a record get her arrested and then wipe her record off completely so it's as though she never existed now she's adrift in a prison for eternity like like when i really thought about what he was threatening him with it was kind of horrifying yeah and i mean they they play with it with uh, the fbi agent too um but it's all for fun, right? But it's and, vengeance. Yeah, it is. But like that, that, that montage is actually my favorite part of the movie. <laughs> yeah, no, it's amazing. God, the shots of the city and the music and the yeah. editing. Like I said, this beautiful film. They they, they seem to kind of use that to draw the distinction between uh, good hacker and bad hacker. Is <laughs> the good hacker will just use this to prank somebody, prank a group of people, whatever. It ends at a prank. Versus the Superman three shit the plague is doing. I mean, there are heroes, right? And uh, but, but they're still fucking dangerous. Yeah, no, they're very dangerous, but they use their powers for good, and that's the whole. Thing. Well, they use their powers for fun. Yeah, but you know, and I, I love the ending. And uh, first off, I love when they're they're hacking. Like that scene is great when they roll way through the subway and then they go and and then they're set up, and then there's this great shot of they must have. I don't know if they had the individual phone booths rotating, but there's this... Um, yeah, I kind of like the bit leading up to that, where they kind of go by each of them as their computer starts up. Yeah. Just sort of getting getting a little bit about the character and how their individual setup is was kind of neat. Yeah, Joe, what did you think of the, the plot? Like, the plague's actual scheme. It's Superman 3, but, I mean, <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> uh, <clears throat> 
for some reason, I, I thought it was going to be, because remember, this is my first time seeing this movie. Maybe mm-hmm. I wouldn't say I kind of hyped it up for myself or anything, but when I saw the cover of this movie and the way they kind of pictured it, uh, you know, I guess like the poster or whatever, where it's showing the faces and it looks really dramatic mm-hmm. and everything. I thought the, the plot of it was going to be much more crazy or something. It's it's mm-hmm. It was fine, think- but it seemed to, to be a lot more simpler and straightforward yeah. than I thought it would be, which is not a bad thing at all. The movie yeah. was fantastic. Um, yeah. uh, but overall, I liked it. It was very enjoyable, not nearly as complex or deep as I thought it would be, but it was still did very you, Did you think, think it was going to be more sci-fi looking at that cover? No, when I looked at it, the cover, I, I, pre- I pretty much thought it was going to be what I saw, but I, for some reason, I just felt it would be more, more high tech. Well, it was really high techy, but I mean, I guess I thought it was going to be more like some sort of super deep, intricate conspiracy filled, <laughs> crazy. You know, hackers going nuts to you know layer. So, so, layer. so you you probably right. thought hackers was going to be antitrust. It's a riot. Yeah, Joe didn't like, watch anything. Yeah, I, I know. I wish I, damn it. Uh, well, you know, you, you'll get you'll get what you uh, thought you were coming to hackers to see an antitrust. Yeah. No worries, Joe. Uh, yeah, but uh, but um, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. But for right. the time that 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 was happening, and considering what was happening around that time when computers were just kind of coming up, and another really good movie is called um, oh man, it's not called Villains of Silicon Valley. I can't remember. Uh, some yeah, pirates. Pirates of Silicon Valley. It was uh, the whole the whole battling of, of Bill Gates against you know Steve Jobs and all that kind of stuff. That was right around when computers were becoming a big deal. Hackers, you know, all that kind of stuff was coming. So for that time period, that I mean, what they were showing, you know, the crazy graphics when people were hacking and stuff, and just even the the plot, even though it wasn't super um, like really complex or anything, that was mind blowing back then. So that's. Yeah. For the time, I like totally respect what they were doing. So, it, it was good for the time. Yeah, it was probably uh, what everyone imagined was going on when they were sitting in front of a computer. It feels like it, it was this whole other more... world on the other end of that screen. Yeah. I want to say that it feels a little more timeless than I originally thought. Yeah, like, just the way they framed everything, you know. Like I said before, it just it feels like the future, but it's not. <laughs> It's like I was saying before, it's like you can feel the yearning for the future in the film, I guess, and and, in the look of everything, the way these characters put themselves together, their fascination with technology. They're very much much reaching towards this ideal. Yeah, the writer really, I think he was was really excited from what I read, that he, he knew that he the world was on the cusp of something and that there was a good story to be told. And then they really went, they like, he went and hung out with the actual hackers and, and, uh, Johnny Miller, he did too. But yeah, I guess when I talk about the ending, um, serial killer, <laughs> he goes on TV and he explains, uh, what happened really. And then afterward he goes, I kind of feel like God, which I, which I that was great. But uh, it's, it was a lot of a lot of god a, complexes in yeah. this movie. You know what I, I love about that ending is that he does this big broadcast and it's kind of anonymous style. I mean, he's he didn't wear a mask or anything. Uh, this is way before that. Ephraim did a bullshit, made it cool to wear those stupid fucking masks. Um, 
it's very strange. Like like you just said, jump cables that it it wanted to be futuristic, but it was still set in the times. But it and somehow like it just feels fresh and relevant when I watch it today. Well, you're you're very much in the minds of these. Uh, it, it does it does the thing I want any movie about a, I guess a subculture to do is to not just movie anything. Like when I was playing uh, Skate when that game first came out, and what I loved most about it is I felt like I was in the sort of skater subculture. I was sort of seeing yeah. things the way they were seeing things, reaching for the ideals they had. And this movie really yeah. does pull that off w- well to the point that every time I watch it, I wish I could go back in time, like as <laughs> I am now, sort of like I said at the beginning of this podcast, hang out in front of phone booths with a laptop. <laughs> I kind of wanted. I have in my notes just the where is everyone now, basically, because there's a lot of people went in a lot of different directions. This was twenty years ago. Yeah, it was twenty years ago this year. Jesus Christ, the twenty year anniversary of Hackers. It's insane. Damn. So, Mr. The Plague won an Oscar for that uh, documentary about how bad to eat dolphins. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Joe, Joe, did you play a? Uh, you played Heavy Rain, right? Yeah, I did. Did you notice the poetry teacher was, he was the dude, he was Scott Shelby, the big detective? Really? No. Whoa, you're <laughs> yeah. right. Holy crap, yeah. that's cool. It's pretty insane. I should have his name. Uh, Fisher Stevens was the, like, uh, poetry teacher guy. I guess I gotta get credit where credit's due. <laughs> no, I don't. Wait, no, wait, wait. No, no, no. Do it if it means I get to say, hello, I am David Cage. Please play my movie. I think you just did, so let's move on. <laughs> uh, and Johnny Lee Miller, uh, it's funny, he actually married Angelina Jolie. For a like, while. Directly after this movie, and then they were divorced like a year later. It began her habit of uh, dating and marrying co-stars. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, she's settled down now. Uh, Miller's on Elementary, which is, I think, criminally underrated. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, uh, but, uh, yeah, it lives in the shadow of the batch. That's, <laughs> that's kind of too bad, because I really, I really liked what I saw of that show. Um, and Angie is, she's been in a lot of shit. Uh, frankly, I'm, I'm not sure she's topped hackers in my book. Uh, I think she was, I thought she was really good in Changeling. <laughs> but she's directing now, and that's fucking that's awesome. That's great. I love it when actors become directors. Mm-hmm. What did you guys think of the pool? <laughs> uh, I think I have more. I, to- I, I imagine making love in the pool is a lot more awkward than the movie made it seem like. But uh, <laughs> well, next time we meet, they up, we'll sure do make it. They sure, the they sure do make it look romantic. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, since Joe blew it and we're we're running out of time here, <laughs> I, so I think the next week, um, and I mentioned this movie earlier, we're gonna go from small scale conflict to big scale conflict. Some revisionist Bond action in. Are you guys down for Goldeneye? God, yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. You it's know, little- I don't think I don't think I've seen that movie in its entirety. Whoa. It's a. I watched it today. It's a masterpiece. It's fucking great. Uh, but yeah, next week, Natalia Fyodorovna Simonovna. 
Our I am invincible! Yeah. Until next week. Wizard man. All together now. Hack Three, the planet! Two, one. Oh, sorry. Come on. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> oh, God, I'm sorry. I got, I got, I got too excited. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. upload this to the drive okay. and so I'll make a new folder for this episode called Hackers and okay. the audio should be in there for you okay. I'm gonna go oh. pass it on my bed you're gonna yeah. whack off on your bed? no, I'm gonna pass I'm just gonna fall over you said he's gonna pass out <laughs> yes you're gonna whack off on your bed before you sleep in it? yes, that's, that is what I do I need that or I can't sleep that, that's what I mean. Why? Why are you pushing the the, the whacking off, Mike? <laughs> I wasn't Joe. Was no, that's not what I said, though. What did you say? I said pass out. Okay. Oh boy, that's why I love you, Mike. You're you're, you're silly. This is like static every time Joe says pass out. I'm gonna on my bed. Yeah.